Have some fun. You gotta turn your microphone up. Microphone's not on? Is it? It's on. All right, it's on. God is good. And he is faithful. And I will try to stick to my notes today. <laughs> so here we are, July 5th, 2020. The weekend that every year we celebrate the nation's birth, celebrate who we are as a nation and who we are as their citizens, as its citizens. Do you think there's any identity crisis this year? I think so. I am not going to preach about the 4th of July, but I have a feeling my message will somewhat come alongside with it, and it was unintended, but there is an identity crisis going on. So we're going to walk through some personal history. You're going to see, look at some scriptures. You're going to hear some thoughts from me, and I'm going to let God do the rest. Sound good? Sounds like a typical Sunday, right? So, you guys know me. I'm usually a show-and-tell type of guy. And today is no different. So, I happen to bring a few things alongside with me here. So bear with me. Visuals are huge for me. And, uh, and I'm going to trust and believe that they're going to be for you too. Do I get any rights if I show this on... <laughs> So, so growing up, um, I can't really remember any of the t-shirts that I used to wear when I was like real little, but there was a season in my life where all of a sudden they started catching my attention of what I wore and, and how I wore them or why I wore them. And uh, uh, so with that, we're going to do a little bit of history um, with that. Um, and I believe when you're transparent and honest, it gives the opportunity to receive total freedom in Christ. Uh, so don't judge me for some of the things I'm going to show you. Uh, there's nothing bad. Well, whatever. So, um, so I started, t-shirts are big for me. And, and maybe what they say and what they do or what they meant means a lot through my years. Uh, so I started going through my t-shirt collection, which is a little bit larger than maybe most people. Probably like Josh, Pastor Josh's shoe collection, you know, <laughs> is my t-shirt collection, maybe alongside that. But the, the cool thing is how God has grafted so much this together. The very, probably my oldest t-shirt that I have that I'm going to bring out first is, is the Spirit of 76 or from 1976, the 4th of July t-shirt. And I went, oh my gosh, this is red, white, and blue. So I, I got my first Harley when I was, I think, 14. It was a little, it was a 100. Uh, but I got my first Harley shirt then. Uh, the crazy thing is I still have the dirt bike in my garage and I still have the t-shirt. So that, that's a whole other story, all right? I said, don't judge me, all right? <laughs> so, so that was at the beginning. So I started getting Harley shirts because that was kind of like my thing. Uh, but then there was a season when um, I got into sports, and it, it was the Buffalo Bills. So this, this, is, this is like an heirloom. I'm going to hand this down to my kids. Uh, this, is, this is back when the Bills were the Bills. Like, no one messed with the Bills. You're going to win every game, and we're going to go all the way. And so it says the Hunt Club, but this is back when the Indianapolis Colts were actually in the, our division. So it's got the heads of all the different teams, like on the wall, and the Buffalo just like, yeah, come on, try taking it from me. Uh, and with this shirt, you also see the, the life of my shirts and how they go in my season. Like once they start getting old, I cut the sleeves off because uh, they start to get kind of whatever. Uh, and then uh, at that point, if it's a shirt I really don't care too much more about, I'll cut it up and I'll use it for rags in the garage. Uh, this one didn't make it there yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand this down. There's no doubt. 
Uh, so, so during that same season is when um, I was a, if you guys don't know this, I was a rock and roll guy. I loved rock and roll. I uh, went to a lot of concerts back in the day uh, before uh, God got a hold of my heart. So this one here is a Rolling Stones 1981 t-shirt that I used to fit in. That <laughs> uh, it was a day after my birthday. I was 20 years old and, uh, and I still have it and I'm not sure why, but I still have it. Uh, so there's that. So there was a season, every concert I went to, I bought a t-shirt. It did, you know, I'm going, I'm buying a t-shirt. Uh, I think, and I only have two. And I don't know, this is one that I'm, I'm going to get rid of. I don't know if anyone knows who this guy is. That's Frank Zappa. Yeah. Uh, not good music. All right. And this is not going to make it back in the box that I found it in. Uh, but that was the very first concert I ever went to, and I only knew one song from him at the time, and it was Don't Eat Yellow Snow. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave that right there. So, so through that season, too, I told you about Harley shirts. This is, this is one I got a long time ago. My friend went to Hawaii, and uh, it says Forever Free. So when I came to Christ, all of a sudden, that meant a lot to me, this shirt. Uh, so I'll wear it at special occasions. But the cool thing, this is like a, the bonus shirt right here. Um, that during that season, I wore Harley shirts all the time. Uh, in fact, I wasn't the only one that wore them. Let's see if I can get it out of here. That was when we were starting our family. And my son used to fit into this shirt. That's how proud I was that I was a Harley Davidson rider. That I bought my son a shirt that said he was a Harley Davidson son. Like I said, it's hard to believe he fit into that, and it's hard to believe I fit into that other one. So, we will get back to those in a little bit, okay? I just wanted to kind of show you some of the, some of the shirts from the past for me. Um, you might be asking, why am I showing you my wardrobe? <laughs> and I asked that myself also. But that is a good question, and my hope is that it all falls in line to what God has put in my heart today for you guys, uh, because he put it on my heart for me. Um, see, so about a month ago, Pastor Josh came to me and said, hey, would you be willing to preach on uh, July 5th? And I say, absolutely, I could do it. Uh, the next question I always ask him, is it part of a series, or is it a, like a standalone where I can do what, I, what God puts on my heart? And he goes, no, nope. he goes, no series, you can do what you want. And I was like, oh, I, I like those, those are good, because uh, I get to kind of be this, you know? Um, but little did Josh know that uh, in my Bible there was a little piece of paper for almost a year that had a, a music video written and then two little lines, like things to do. Uh, and I always thought, okay, somewhere that's going to end up maybe being a message. I just, it, it was in my Bible. And when he asked me that question, all of a sudden God reminded me of the little piece of paper that was in my Bible. So I started to pray into it. Lord, what do you have for this? How am I going to graft this thing together uh, to do what you want it to do, Lord? And um, so that very next week was the very first sermon that Pastor Josh was in the house with everybody. And he talked about um, the power of worship and the power that it has. And I thought, that's awesome because that's exactly what my message started from as a worship song. And I thought, all right, God, you're already grafting this thing together. And uh, so the second, the second week, he preached about um, how we can quickly be turned around by current affairs, uninformed, unequipped, sometimes unintended, uh, but not led by God. And that kind of grafted in with some of the stuff that I believe uh, will come through. So I, 
there I was again going, okay, God, you're, you're orchestrating all this stuff. Um, the third week, which was last week, knowledge applied is wisdom, knowing who you are in Christ and walking it out by action fell in line to what I believe God's going to have for us today. So I just, I was watching all this. And then, um, I didn't share this before, but with Sarah Kobacher being here worshiping, when I found out she was going to be the, one of the worship leaders, there's a special bond we got uh, as a family with her. And when I found out she was, I was like, God, you were doing it. You were pulling it together. And I just, I, it's just, God works behind the scenes so many times. And I know I'm sometimes speaking to the choir here, but uh, it's amazing. So the title, we're going to get back to my war robe in a minute. Uh, the title that I, I'm identifying is Identity Theft. So right away, God put that on my heart, and I said, okay, well, what is, what's the actual meaning of it? And it says, a fraudulent acquisition and use of personal, private, slash personal, of a person's private, slash personal identifying information, usually for financial gain. Almost every kind of theft is motivated by either greed, some type of greed, like I want, I need, I'm going to get, I got to have, I deserve it statements. And, and many times it's a in your face, knock the door down, grab and, grab and dash. Uh, but then there's sometimes there's that cyberspace, cyber theft uh, behind the doors. Sometimes you don't even know it until it's already too late and your identity has been out or used in the wrong way. Uh, so I want to look uh, at a, a story that was recorded in the Bible uh, and see if you can see, if you can identify um, whose identity was stolen. We're going to go to John 13, 21 through 30. Lord, I thank you for your word. It's always right on time. And it's always useful for you, Lord. So, Lord, I just I lift it up to you. Father, let every word that comes out of here and out of my heart honor you and bless you and point to you. Father, I thank you for your word that speaks to my heart so many times. Trust you with it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. John 13, 21. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then, dipping the piece in the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. What you are about to do, do it quickly, Jesus told him. But no one in the, at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Jesus was in charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what is needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. So Judas, as soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out. And it was night. Any, any questions of maybe some identity theft here? 
there's different thoughts of why Judas betrayed his best, one of his best friends. Um, financial gain, loss of faith, thinking that Jesus wasn't going to be the, isn't truly the Messiah. Some think that maybe through what he did, maybe he thought that Jesus would show his kingdomship power through it. Um, I don't know. Um, but what I do know, Satan had already got his foot in the door in the, in the Judas's heart, uh, or someone might say uh, his hand into his pocket. I want to read something that happened just a little bit before this from Matthew 26, 14 through 16. Matthew 26, 14 through 16. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and asked, what are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So they counted out to him 30 silver coins. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Judas sold his friend out for the amount of money in those times was the amount of money that you could buy a slave with. And I thought about that. It's like, Jesus came to serve others, not to be served. And just when I heard that, it was like, see, he had made the choice to do it. Then the action happened. Sin doesn't start with the action. It begins in our mind. See, ideas are ingested into our our brain, into our mind, and then conceived, and then followed by the birth of the action. And that's when it's conceived. That's when it happens, sorry. I thought of just like human life. Some people say when it starts, it starts at conception. The birth happens because of that. That's another sermon. That's where I stand on that. So John 10.10, the beginning of it, says the thief, some says the enemy, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. So maybe Satan thought he could twist Judas' identity uh, as a follower of Jesus, identity theft. Get Jesus killed, destroy God's plan. What ends up happening? Judas ends up killing himself. In my, in my eyes, Satan kind of kicked him aside like an empty pop can, not even worth the five cents. Done with you. Get out of here. So John 10.10, 10, the whole thing, I'm going to read the whole thing this time, says the enemy comes only to kill, sorry, to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. There's right there. If Satan can't change your thinking, he'll work on your memory of working on that to try making you change. Satan is a good salesman. He'll use your past. He'll use your current choices. He'll even use busyness sometimes to distract us to get his foot in the door. I have a a video I want to show here. Uh, Not the video that I've written down. This is something else. Uh, Some of you might have seen it before, but uh, I'm just, we're going to have, if you guys could show this video and we'll go from there. That is a powerful video. I know the video really talked about being about grace. And, but what you get to hear is some of Peter's disclaimers. Like, hey, you know about the rooster? And he starts kind of like, hey, that, of why excuses. 
of maybe why he didn't stand up for him. Uh, but also there's a, the Martha mentality. Work, 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 work. He was so worried about the guys in the boat, he wasn't even paying attention until that instant happened when all of a sudden he went, wait a minute, you called my name. I cry every time when it gets to that point. I've watched that video 20 or 30 times. And every time it gets to that point when he all of a sudden he goes, wait a minute, you called my name. He called my name. He called your guy's name. That's the moment. That's the impact moment right there. How many times have you heard someone say, or sometimes maybe you might even say, you might even be saying it today, I can't forgive myself for what I did. I know God can't forgive me. How could he ever forgive me? If you guys really knew me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be around me, and I know God wouldn't want to be either. Hey, when I was little, this happened, and I just can't get past it. it just, it's just it's identified me who I am. I just got a doctor's notice of what, what's going on. And, and now I have this. And there's no way. God's promises aren't true for me. He does, he's not going to work. All these things are all lies of the enemy. And he wants to do it. He wants to get his foot in your back door of your heart. And you need to shut that back door and not allow him in like that. You need to be, no. You're not coming in and stand your ground. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let's switch transforming to reboot. We need to reboot our light, our mind. And that's what Peter did there. He rebooted. He, he was, things going on, and all of a sudden he's like, boom. They pushed the reboot, reboot button, and he got it. A long time ago, God gave me this vision, or gave me a vision of the back door of a house and I was looking out the back door and it was all gray and rainy and dead plants and just like gloomy and just ugly and uh, it came from someone saying shut the back door and I just remember kind of shutting that back door and then walking through this house and I opened up the front door and it was over the top animated flowers with smiles faces like this the sun had a smile face the birds are chirping the grass is dancing it was an over the top over-the-top, animated, like, joy fest going on. And, and I remember just kind of looking back at that back door and go, I'm going here. I want to go here. I want to point it. So that, that whole shut the back door. There's nothing good that comes in that back door of that back door. Mm. So kind of like a driver's license, you know, tells you where you live. Uh, and a passport proves your citizenship. You might have membership cards for places, for gyms, for tops and all the different stores. But when you become a born-again follower of Jesus, your citizenship is stamped on your heart. It is stamped. It's better than a passport. You have to keep that back door shut. Ephesians 2, 19 through 21 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners or strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Built on the foundation, didn't we just sing about the foundation of Christ? Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and raises to become the ho- a holy temple of the Lord, in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling 
in which God lives by his spirit. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to jump back into my wardrobe here a little bit. Um, so sometimes when I wore those things, it, uh, it identified who I was. Sometimes I'd put some of them old shirts on and I would change who I was acting. There's ones that I don't have anymore that were not good because it, it talked all about all this bad stuff we used to do. Just being real. What did I say at the beginning about being honest and transparent? Gives you an opportunity to be freedom, get f- true freedom from Christ. So I remember even with uh, one of my children uh, when they went through the season of learning what sunglasses were and, and trying to keep the identity, uh, whatever. Uh, they would put on the sunglasses and they would change. All of a sudden it'd be like this and it'd be like, and I'm like, no, no, no. You're not, you're not going to let what you put on the outside change who you are on the inside. And, and little did I know that God was doing that to me, showing me, you know. But I, I have that vision of that, like that. Like just, you know. <laughs> but when you truly put on, put my, when I truly put my life in Christ's care, I stopped allowing him I stopped allowing my past to be affected by, by it, the present and the future. I stopped it. So as I became a Christian, I started, now I'm going to go through it a little bit more here. So I started, I became a Royal Ranger commander. This ready, ready for anything, period. This became a statement shirt for me. And then when I went to the Camp Ram, I had its code on the back of it. This is from 2002, Right? Amazing season God used in, in me. So there was that. So then there was some serving where I started serving, where it was the, the letter carrier drive. All right, I think I have 10 of these from different, different years. Uh, and then the Samaritan's Purse. So Samaritan's Purse, when I started to be able to wear shirts that said, helping in Jesus' name, man, put this on me. I want to walk around with this. I want people to know who I'm serving. And it helped me. I remember having the WWJD on the side of my knife to remind me of who I was and who I trusted. And, and God used it and strengthened me through it. So then statement shirts. So then back to the Harley a little bit. Here's a, here's a Harley shirt. It looks like a Harley shirt, but it's actually a Christian t-shirt where it says on the back, every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in it. Proverbs 35, 32. Five. So I would wear this when I would ride my bike. Started, I remember having a sticker on the back of my helmet when, before I was saved. It said, loud pipes save lives. Right? Then I got saved. And I was at a store, and I saw a sticker. It said, loud pipes saves lives, but Jesus saves souls. Man, I ripped that sticker off, and I put that new sticker on the back of my helmet. And in an instant, it was great. So then, you want to get someone's attention? Body piercing saved my life. You, people were like, uh, what? And on the back is, is Jesus with his hand pierced for my transgressions. Statement shirts. A couple freebies in here. There's, it looks like Reese's Pieces, but it's Jesus. All right. Again, you can kind of see it started to get worn, so I started to trim it off. So, so this, is a, this is a good one. I like this one. Anyone? 
I am proud to have this hanging with my other t-shirts. Uh, if you don't know, Paul Bird's one of my best friends. He's in the back. But you know what? When I put this on, I don't become Paul. You know? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but I... <laughs> There's only one, only one of Paul. But what an, what an honor to even have it uh, and to have it as a, as a brother. Uh, but one of, the, one of the archives. So then... So then there's a season now that I'm in. This, this has become one of my favorite. I'm a grandpa now. So, so now I'm, I'm called Papa. So the man, the myth, and the legend, right? So, so this is identify who I am. When I'm with my grandkids, I'm going to wear this shirt all the time. So when I told you about uh, how God grafts things together, even with like Sarah being the worship leader, um, three weeks I've been kind of piecing this together with T-shirts and how's it going to work and Never told Josh, Pastor Josh about that. So what happens, what was going on today? Some of you guys know it. We're handing out t-shirts today for the ushers, greeters, and security. Uh, you're going to start seeing these around the building. And when I found that out during the week, that today was going to be the day. It was supposed to be last week. It started today, handing them out for everyone to start wearing them. I went, God, only you can orchestrate t-shirts <laughs> to be the day that I'm going to hang my wardrobe up here to the day we hand out t-shirts. And I just, God does stuff like this. He does it all the time. And it's amazing when you, when you see it happening and you get to walk through it and you're like, God, I don't get it. I know that you do and I'm going to trust you in it. And I'm just going to do it. So Kingdom Bound was probably, is probably one of the biggest impacts on my life. Being a rock and roll guy, uh, the Christian music, God used the, the drums and the guitar and the, and the lights. Uh, through my ears, he grabbed my heart through that Christian music, and he changed the channel. It went from the rock channel to the Christian channel. It was a slow process, but I don't even go back to that rock channel anymore. I can't do it. And this whole message is kind of birthed out of a music video. Usually every Kingdom Honor is a band that I'll kind of zero in on and listen to. And uh, last year there was a, a gentleman that was there. It might even be two years now that I think of it. Uh, but he was there. But this song, he sang this song there. Uh, so I'm gonna we're gonna play this video. Uh, and uh, like I said, there were three things that were written: the music video, and then I'll, I'll tell you the other two things in a minute. But you might start catching why one of them is when you watch this video. So if you guys could play that, that'd be great. Amen. Almost every Matthew West song is usually a testimony of what went on in his life. That's why I liked him. He, he was a real deal. Testimonies are, are you can't argue with testimony. <laughs> Did you see the last clip? All those old name tags were now new name tags. It didn't have that old stuff on there. So that was the first line that was underneath the video that it said, hand out name tags. That's all it said. My thought is there, there has to be that moment in time when you truly get the, wait, wait a minute, you call my name. There has to be that moment where you're just like, it's like all chips, just like you drop everything and go, Lord, you called me? Your citizenship gets stamped on your heart. The old way of thinking is gone, and you put on the new nature. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, we are, there is no... There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life 
has set you free from the law of sin and death. Thank you, Jesus. Today, if you feel like your identity has been hijacked, today's a day to take it back. Today's a day to take it back. If you've never had your citizenship stamped as a follower of Jesus, today's a day to, to get it stamped. Don't let today go by. This is the day that identity theft ends. When I was writing this, there was a song that kept coming back into my mind. And you guys are going to get to hear it. And I sang it by myself, the first song, first set. But I couldn't get it out of my heart. And it's, so I went to the, you can join in if you know it too. So I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. Well, I took back what he stole from me and I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. Boom, boom, boom. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He changed my mind. He saved me just in time. Well, I'm going to praise his name. Each day is just the same. Come on and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Woo! Woo! That's a hallelujah hoedown. That's a song I sang on top of a hill with a bunch of guys, and it gives me goosebumps when I sing it again because it takes me right back there and said, no more, Satan. No more. I'm shutting the door. I am not going to give you that. I'm going to stand on God's promises. Thanks. (laughs) God is so good. So the second line that was written on it, was this. Hand out the name tags, and then it said, let God tell the people what to put on that name tag. And that's all I had. And it just sat like that. What you do with the name tag, that's up to you. You can wear it on the way out. You can use it as a bookmark to remind you. You can put it on your dashboard. You can put it on your, wind, your mirror in your bathroom to remind you who you are. I was going to write out on every one of them, child of the most true, one, child of the most true, high God. Sorry, I can't even remember right now. I was going to write them all out, but something's personal when you write it out, when you do it, because I could just give them be. So that's why I handed them out like that. So people in line, I, online watching live, I have not forgotten about you, maybe just a little. But now I'm remembering so if you want a name tag, you call the office and I'll mail you one, okay? If you want one of the ones that we have here, call the office, extension 366, give me your address, I'll mail one to you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, if this is truly the day God is making yourself real, making himself real to you for the very first time, don't pass up this opportunity. When, on the way out, there's elders out there. Please stop and pray with them. Let them pray with you. Get that stamped. Make it true. Make it, and stand on the foundation that we sang about. There's nothing better than standing on God's foundation. Nothing. I want to... Huh. 
I want the enemy to be rebooted out the back door for each one of you. Reboot him out. If he's creeping in, if he's got foothold somewhere on you, get him out of there. Stand on. Sing that song. <laughs> Listen, if I can stand in front of all you guys and sing it, you can sing it. I'm telling you. So, let's go to 2 Peter three seventeen and 18. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Don't let the enemy steal it. Don't let him twist it. Don't let him remind you of all the stuff in the past. Say, no, I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm going to walk free from that. You watch what God's going to do with me. That's what you say. You watch. You stand over there out the back door and watch. I am blessed and honored that I get to stand here and share a testimony of me. (laughs) And I pray that, that it touches your hearts and it changes something that where the enemy is trying to get, shut them out. Get them out of there. Don't give them any foothold. When you're talking to someone, don't give leverage to his lies. Stand on his citizenship, not the other citizenship. All right? So that's what I got today. I'm going to have Jake. Jake's going to come up and close. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I am not. Sarah, I asked Sarah to play uh, just a song in the background. And this is where I want you to take the pens. Uh, and write on those cards uh, something God, well, God is telling you who you are right now. I don't want to tell you what it is. I'd love to be able to say it because I just was going to write it on everybody's cards. But write something that you're going to hold on to, and it's going to make an impact. So why Sarah sings this song, I am a child of, child of God? Yes. Whom the sun sets free. Oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Thank you, Lord. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. Whom the sun sets free, always free. child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. There's a place in the Father's house for each one of you. And it's built on the foundation of Christ. 
trust that, believe it, and live it. Let everybody know. When God gives you opportunity to share, share it with somebody. Okay? God bless you guys. Lord, I pray for each one, Lord, that's here. Lord, that it would not just be a, a, a t-shirt show or a name tag giveaway. Father, you would touch the heart of each one of us. Father, change something that needs to be changed to tune into you better today. Father, that we would walk out of here a citizen, a stronger citizen, punched for you on our card, Lord. Father, we thank you for everything. Lord, again, I thank you for the opportunity to be able to stand on this platform uh, and to give honor to you. Lord, I pray that you would use it in a mighty way today. And I say it all in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, when you're done, when you're done on your way, Jake's going to come up and close, but on the way out, make, uh, take the magic marker and put it in a basket in the back. We're going to wipe them down and use them for the second service. They've already been blessed once, not as twice. God bless you guys.